the 2021 Six Nations underway this weekend. We've had three different winners in the last three years. England defending champions. Wales won it in 2019. Ireland were top in 2018. Round one matchups for this year. Italy v France and Rome. That's at 3.15 tomorrow morning our time. Followed by England v Scotland. Twickenham, 5.45. Wales against Ireland and Cardiff, 4 o'clock Monday morning New Zealand time. Rugby commentator Miles Harrison is with us out of the UK. Miles, thanks for uh, taking the time to chat to us. Would England be favourites to win it again? Hello, Jason. Yeah, I think they are. But France very much hot on their heels as we saw at the end of last year when we had the Autumn Nations Cup, that rather cobbled-together competition, which didn't really do anything apart from give us a bit of a release from what was happening. Uh, It wasn't the greatest rugby throughout the competition, but when we got to the final, we had a cracker. Uh, And France played a second team, well, even a third string in certain positions, and pushed England all the way with that extra time final. France have been moving in the right direction. That's been obvious all through 2020. Fabien Galtier is proving himself to be a coach that has consistency in selection. Yeah, he's trying different options, but you can see what he's doing. He's going with the kids as well. Uh, And the immense talent that France have had at under-20 level for some time is really starting to come through now. So that making his life slightly easier. So, yeah, I think England are favourites, but my answer was predominantly against France because I don't think they're going to be far away. They're going to be right in the mix. All right. What about England then? What of them, Eddie Jones' side? How do you assess their readiness for the Six Nations this year? I think they're in a pretty good place. What they have become is really hard to beat. And what they need to do now, and Eddie Jones has acknowledged this, is to push their game on, to be in one way more ruthless, but in another way just just more expansive. And it's not as if England can't do that. They have done that in recent times. They have a, a game that beats the opposition into submission and then they really can release their game. But I think what England need to do is just add a little bit more. They know that. uh, They have the ability to do that. And they've got, again, a whole crop of young players coming through, pushing very hard, established names. So they have real competition right across the board. Uh, As England rugby always should have, given the numbers that they have playing the game. I accept that. But this is genuine class competition now and, and depth in keeping positions. A few years ago, we would have been having this conversation talking about the England back row. Where are the sevens? Where are the options there? Well, just look at it now and look at the players that can't quite squeeze into the team. They will do. They'll push hard and they will eventually win those places, but only after the others have given their all. So that's exactly where an international coach wants to be. And of course, Eddie Jones will be loyal to those players that took him a long way in the last Rugby World Cup. A lot of them young. They have a lot to offer still and will have again from that experience so like I said about France they'll be right up there so too England and I can see why they are the bookies favourites and chasing those two I guess the next cab off the rank would be Ireland how do you assess them it's difficult to see who's right in behind England and France how do I assess Ireland Uh, obviously in Andy Farrell they have a a top man in charge who if given time uh, will produce Again, a very hard side to beat at the very least. Whether Ireland can take that extra step, that's the key. And whether we'll see those youngsters that are again coming through in Irish rugby, that's pretty obvious as well at at provincial level. 
they were given a, a bit of a chance in the autumn, but it didn't quite work. And when you look at the selection of Ireland for this weekend, it, it's pretty traditional. It's pretty where they have been. It's Murray and Sexton at halfback. Uh, it's Henshaw and Ringrose at centre. Of course, those two are a lot younger than the than the halfbacks. Back row, I think they would have gone for Caelan Doris, who is one to watch. I think he's the real deal, but he's not available. He's injured. So, it, it, again, it's a traditional back row with Stander and Omani joined by uh, Van der Fleer. So they got a little bit back to type, uh, but then it's not a bad type to go back to. It, it, it's a, a team that has served them well, but they do need to take the extra step, and therefore the likes of James Lowe, someone you'll know very well, of course, in your part of the world, but also Hugo Keenan at fullback, and, and Lama, who's coming back from injury on the bench. They are the kind of players in the back line to take them forward, and there's some young forwards coming through also, uh, the likes of Doris, and they'll be the ones come the next World Cup where if Ireland are going to take that leap out of the quarterfinal stage, then they'll be the ones who'll be pushing it. Wales, coached by New Zealander Wayne Pivak, of course, I, I see he says he thinks his side's got what it takes to win the Six Nations. What do you predict for them? It, it's amazing. I, I think it is going to be very, very close and you could see Wales winning an awful lot of games and therefore winning the championship, uh, such as the talent that runs through their side. But again, it, when I talk about reverting to type or staying with tradition, just look at the Welsh back road picked for this weekend, including the likes of Dan Lydiot back again. Um, and number eight, we've got uh, Falatel in there and also uh, uh, Tipperick. I'm not saying that. They're terrific players. Of course they are. And when they work as a unit, uh, they are more than a match for most. But if Wales are to make that leap, take that step forward. We saw it in the autumn with the Autumn Nations Cup. A number of players were tried out. Maybe it's not quite their time, and what Wayne Pivak needs to settle on at the moment is a run of results, a run of victories. Need to get back Wales back to those winning ways. Can see why he's doing what he's doing, but the Six Nations is a competition where you have to get a good start. So we're saying the same things about Wales that we are about Ireland. And if it's not a draw, then we're going to see a, a victor come through here, and one who gets off to the right kind of start and the momentum building, it's an unforgiving championship if you don't get that early victory. That's what makes Ireland-Wales an absolutely critical game at the weekend for both of those nations. Yeah, looking forward to that. Just before you go, Miles, we've, we've had the Australian cricket tour to South Africa called off this week. What's your latest feel on whether the British and Irish Lions tour will go ahead there mid-year? Oh, how long have you got? It's a really tough question to answer, Jason. I mean, the options are, we all know what the options are, but just to reiterate, the, is, the situation in South Africa is bad in terms of the vaccine. We know that. So if the, the Lions go there, it's, it's pretty well certain to be behind closed doors. And then operating in the bubble and all of those uh, problems that emerge from that. We saw that with the England cricket team, to use that cricket example, on their recent tour to South Africa and how that tour was ended. The other options are to play in the Northern Hemisphere, to play in the Lions' backyard. That brings problems for traditionalists. But again, nothing's guaranteed here. We're still on our way with a vaccine rollout. But by the time we get to the Lions' point in the schedule, are we going to see a position where it can take place safely? Will crowds be allowed back? A lot of question marks alongside with whether it's the right thing to do. And then this rogue, if you like, idea that emerged last week with Australia offering the chance for a Lions South Africa series there. Yes, there might well be crowds, but... 
again, we're seeing with the tennis and we're seeing what can happen with, with other situations and the bubbles uh, and sending the players down there to problem situations still. It's not going to go away, this. How do I, we find an answer? How do I find a way uh, uh, of offering a solution? I don't think I can. I think it's a really, really difficult conversation for a lot of people to have. We'll, have, we'll know something in the next few weeks, but whatever does happen, it's not going to be ideal. And I think we all have to accept this one thing. What's happening in the world is a unique situation, and it's just maybe something that the Lions have to face up to, a unique answer. And if the traditionalists are finding it to be a problem, wherever that destination might be, they also have to ask themselves the question, is it better that a Lions tour happens and doesn't happen? And it might come down to a straight choice of a yes or no. So even if it doesn't seem right when it's the final answer, I think we've all got to try and buy into it. And that's probably where we're all at with so many things in the world at the moment.